heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Two facts we must keep in mind if we really do intend to perpetuate the American empire for all time, or at least until the Lord's return. The first fact is that truth cannot be hidden. And the second is that evil must always be exposed. But exposing evil is just the beginning. We have to fight evil. We have to crush it. And we must never, never compromise with any form of evil. And that's exactly the way it would go down in a perfect world. But as you know, this is anything but a perfect world. We are living in a horrible time right now. The entire world is suffering and wondering what is going to exist in our future. It doesn't matter who you are. It matters not where you live. We are living in a time where we must understand what the truth really is. And we must do everything in our power to expose evil. But right now, we live in a time where compromise is the word of the day. It's disgusting. It's sad. But everyone seems to be compromising. And that what, that's what has gotten us into the utter mess we are in today, right now here in America and abroad. It's something we have to stop doing because every single time that you or I or anyone compromises on our values, our standard of knowing and doing what is right, every time we compromise that, we empower the enemy. And let me define the enemy. The enemy are the workers of Satan. The enemy are those who oppose the standard of good that we recognize in this country, and that is the standard that God Almighty has set before us. We read of it in the Ten Commandments. We read of it by our Constitution. That is the law of our land. And when we compromise we detract from the power of goodness in our land. You're listening to the voice of a nation, Malcolm at eight. It is, and this is Dr. Steve LaTulip here today with the voice of a nation team. Now I have to contend that the challenge of our day is discernment. We need more than ever to have wisdom and we need the courage to be able to stand up and do what is right because when we fail to discern, we inevitably compromise, even if we choose not to do it in our minds. Today, I want to discuss a couple of topics. Number one, is this ceasefire 
by Israel the right thing to do, or is it compromise? We need to take a close look at that and decide in our own minds whether it is right or wrong. The second thing I'd like to discuss today is the January 6 videos that have recently been revealed. And I want to answer the question, was imprisonment of the January 6 hostages right or was it wrong? And if wrong, then are we compromised by saying and doing nothing to release these prisoners? Because it could have been you or I. These answers are really tough to come to sometimes unless we do seek out with discernment the truth, the facts of the matter. Right now, we can see by what we already knew, actually, we are seeing nothing more than what we already surmised, and that is that the Pelosi-led fake insurrection was far more sinister than anyone could have ever imagined. And how shall we respond to this treason? Well, yesterday, most of us celebrated Thanksgiving Day. It's a day that has been historically set aside to give thanks to our Creator for His providence. It is a day that Joe Biden, the ungodly, demented puppet, who is told what to say and what to do by the bug in his ear, for the first time in American history, made absolutely no mention of God in his Thanksgiving address. Do you think that was an oversight, or was that intentional? I think we know the answer to that. Obama doesn't want you to think about the Christian God. He doesn't want you to contemplate moral things because he's got an amoral agenda for us, and he is pushing it at us as hard as he can, along with the Uniparty. They will do all in their power to divert you from a God consciousness, because they don't want you to know right from wrong. They don't want you to have any standard, because how otherwise are they going to implement their new standard? They want you to forget the standard for what is good, that has been America's standard ever since our nation was founded. So I hope you all had a real memorable and happy Thanksgiving yesterday with a true heart of gratitude toward God, the giver of every good thing in this life. But you know, some people were deprived of a most precious gift from God, their freedom, because they were captured and taken from their homeland. Many were beaten, abused in who knows what ways, sexually abused, physically abused, assaulted. And that is a huge problem. When Hamas crossed the border into Israel and wreaked their havoc with Israeli children and women and elderly, it was an atrocity that we truly have not seen against the Jews ever since the Jewish Holocaust. And we have to acknowledge how severe and serious this is because they want to play it down. The left wants you to think 
that somehow Israel incentivized Hamas to do this against them. And that is an absolute blatant lie. That is not the truth. But we are facing something very severe, in my opinion, today. We are facing a compromise that ought not to be. And that's happening right today. Today, this Friday, with the Israeli ceasefire and a prisoner exchange. First, let's admit one thing, that compromise for all of us is a very easy thing to do. It is often expedient. It is the comfortable thing to do. It takes much less effort if we only compromise. And sometimes, seemingly, because of propaganda, because of deception, because of soothing, sweet, false words, compromise might oftentimes seem like the right thing to do. Seemingly a peaceful gesture. And often it has sweet returns. You know, there, it's a lot easier to get what you want if you're willing to give a little, right? So the saying goes. It's give and take. But this is not always a true statement. It's great in marriage to give and take. Give 100% to your spouse without expecting anything in return, and you're going to have a really strong marriage. Most likely, it still takes two. But this ceasefire for a prisoner exchange is actually feeding the enemy, and we have to recognize that. Because when we compromise with the enemy, it shows the enemy how weak we really are. It exposes the chink in our armor. And right now, the Israeli ceasefire has exposed Israel's weakness. And I wonder, is Israel a weak nation? No, I don't believe they are. But I do think they are a compromising nation, and they are an influenced nation. And Israel's weakness may actually reflect a weakness in America, at least in our leadership. Since America is supposedly an ally of Israel, and it's certainly influencing this ceasefire. Nobody can doubt that. But here's what's happening. On Wednesday, Israeli's cabinet approved a ceasefire with the Hamas terrorists. Okay, The ceasefire was to begin at 10 a.m. locally on Friday, that is today. And Hamas agreed to release 50 of the 240 or so hostages in Gaza over a four-day period. So they're not going to let go of 50 people all at once. It's going to happen over a period of several days. And, and here's another qualification. For every hostage released, there must be three hostages or three prisoners of Hamas who are currently charged with murder. They are being held on charges of murder. And according to the ceasefire agreement and prisoner exchange, Israel gets back 50 of their innocent people who were taken captive out of their homes 
And in exchange for that, 150 murderous Hamas prisoners get released. That should bother you. It should bother you a whole lot. Now, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said he would extend the lull of a ceasefire by an additional day for every 10 hostages release. So do the math. For every 10 hostages, one day. So we could actually be seeing here up to a 24-day ceasefire if, in fact, Netanyahu maintains his word and if, in fact, the, the Hamas dictates follow through and actually will agree to this because they haven't agreed to it yet. They've only agreed to the release of 50 hostages. So Netanyahu says, okay, for every additional 10 hostages released, we will cease firing upon you for another day. The first hostages to be released under this agreement would be women and children. That's a good thing. Israel would resume its offense against Hamas after the ceasefire expires. Now, these are the words from Netanyahu. These are his conditions. So he's saying, look, we are at war, and we will continue the war. We will continue until we achieve all our goals. Now, has he specified those goals? Yes, he has. First of all, goal number one is to destroy Hamas's military capability. Hmm. Can that be done? Can that really be done? The second is to return all hostages. Do you think Hamas will return all hostages? I don't know. But this is compromise. This is clearly an evil compromise with the enemy. And that is never good. Now, if you look at the war statistics so far, and it's an incomplete picture, but on, remember, on October 7th, Hamas stormed the Israeli border and killed 1,200-plus Israeli people, mostly civilians, and most of them women and children, and they kidnapped about 240 others. <clears throat> now, to date, no, we have had several updates. On November 11th, the health ministry in the West Bank reported that there were 13,300 Palestinian deaths, allegedly two-thirds of them women and minors. Now, that's reported by the health ministry in the West Bank. How accurate is that? Hmm, we don't know. We have no idea. Gaza health officials further say that the death toll has sharply risen since then due to repeated Israeli defense force strikes, airstrikes, and perhaps ground troops. But they, they don't tell us exactly how they are tracking these deaths, and they don't differentiate between civilians and combatants. Now, that's a big problem. Since many civilians are militant Hamas supporters, many of them participated in the abduction of the women and children, the hostages. They participated in the killing of Israeli people. Well, who knows what the real death count is? Who knows how many of them are actual combatants 
and civilians. And if civilians, are they really innocent? We don't know. And I am not trying to be harsh here, but we must forever remember that Hamas was voted into power. Now, once they got into a power, they assumed it and did not allow it to be taken away from them. But they have had tremendous support by the Gazans, by their own people. Remember that if there are headquarters and military facilities underneath all the hospitals in Gaza, this is not unknown to the civilians. Have you heard any leaks, anybody complaining? Anybody complaining that they are using hospitals as military headquarters? No, I haven't heard anything of the sort. And now we know. So how many civilians are really, honestly, truly innocent of not supporting the militant Hamas? Probably not that many, if we would dare to be honest. Well, a few more statistics. The United Nations Agency for Palestinian Refugees estimates that there are approximately 160,000 refugees from the Gaza Strip. How many really are there? We don't know. Some of them were actually being sheltered in the hospitals. Others were sheltered elsewhere, and we don't have an exact count. The World Health Organization claims that most of the hospitals are no longer operational. And Michael Ryan, who is a senior World Health Organization official, said that the hospital situation in Gaza right now is catastrophic. That's the word he used. What does that mean? Have they all been destroyed? Well, we know that they haven't all been bombed, but we do know that the Israeli forces have gone in and taken out the enemy, and they have found lots of evidence for military presence in the hospitals. It tells you what the situation is there. And there's lots of other stories of things going on. We are, are several days now into this war and other stories of food and water and fuel shortages in Gaza are quite astounding. They claim to have no central electricity now for over a month. And most of Gaza's 2.3 million population has now crowded into the southern Gaza Strip to avoid the airstrikes by the Israeli Defense Forces. But Israel does also intend to extend its ground invasion in the south. Remember, they want to protect their border. Well, what does all this mean? I mean, things are sounding pretty bad in Gaza. And let's be honest, war is always hell. People always suffer. People always die in war. And the death always involves militants and non-militants. There are innocent civilians, I believe that, who are killed. Little infant babies who are innocent. Yes, they might have grown up to become radical Muslims, radical uh, uh, Hamas uh, combatants, but still they are at an age of innocence. 
Now, if things are that bad and people are dying and suffering hardship of every kind and they have no place to go, I mean, with things being so bad right now, why doesn't Hamas just surrender and release all the hostages? How might Israel have actually responded to this gesture if they had said, okay, here you go. We've had enough. Here's your hostages. Can we call it good? I don't know how Israel would have responded, but I think at least it would have shown perhaps some remorse, if, if only for the remorse of experiencing personal suffering by the Gazans, right? Hey, look, we made a mistake. Okay, let's cry uncle. Let's give it up. You can have back your hostages. Just leave us alone. But that is precisely what is not happening. And as a result of that, more people are going to suffer. And why does Israel negotiate with Hamas? After this inhuman attack against Israel's own people, an attack that can never be justified, it was brutal, it was animalistic, evil to the core. Why would Prime Minister Netanyahu negotiate with Hamas? Remember, the deal was this. One Israeli hostage, a child, a woman, some kind of an innocent person that was taken captive for three Hamas murderers. What the hell kind of a deal is that? What does this tell the enemy? Well, in my opinion, it tells the enemy you're very weak. You've just exposed your weakness. Israel has just been played by the enemy. There's no other way you can say it. And they will play them now again and again and again. Because what do they need to do? All they have to do is get a few more hostages and keep this game going forever. Because they compromised. And when you compromise, you are ultimately making a deal with the devil. One innocent human being in exchange for three ruthless murderers. Shouldn't at least it have been the other way around? No. What we should really be saying is no deal. No deal. Release our hostages. Release them now or we will deliver you directly to God so you can know that there are no virgins awaiting you, so that you can know that your Allah is a false God. That's what I'd like to say. That's what should be said if you were a staunch military opponent. You never compromise with the enemy. That is rule number one in military strategy. Don't give them an inch. And you know why? Because they'll take a mile. And this is going to hurt Israel. If innocent Gazans really do exist, then why do they not rebel against the evil Hamas who continue to use these Gazans as human shields? Who? continue to treat women 
and children like animals. Are they that oppressed? I mean, are they that living in fear or are they that brainwashed? Do they too think that they derive some benefit from Allah for supporting the evil of these ruthless militants, militants who kill women and children without a hint of remorse? Come on, what's going on here? I mean, this does not compute, at least not to this American who has some rules of civility. It's evil. And we should never make a deal with the devil. Now, don't get me wrong. Do I want the release of the Israeli hostages? Well, of course I do. But I don't want it at any price. If this was one of my children, I assure you I would be grieving as, as much as the next person. I would be concerned for the welfare of my child. But how far do you go? What do you do when a bigger issue is at stake? See, I want the release of the Israeli hostages for sure, but not at any price. Not at the price of enabling more evil and more terrorism to be unleashed on the world. I wouldn't go for it. And here's what really irks me in a really big way. What exact role did the United States have in persuading Netanyahu to call for a ceasefire? That's what I'm wondering. Do you trust the influence of America's rogue government right now? Do you trust your government for anything? You know, telling you to take the poisonous shots that are safe and effective, and they're still pushing them right now, the CDC. Oh, yeah, come get your shots. Not enough people are getting them. I think they're claiming some 14% of the population has taken the new boosters. 14%? I hope they're exaggerating that, trying to get more people to sign on to the bandwagon effect here. Because I can't possibly believe that 14% of the U.S. population is that stupid, that ignorant, that naive. Come on. This government is out to get you. They are out to shut us down, and they are doing it every day of our lives, and they've done it since day one, since they declared the COVID-19 pandemic. How long is it going to take for us to wake up? And so I wonder, what role did the U.S. have in trying to persuade Netanyahu to call a ceasefire and a release of hostages? One innocent for three murderers. I just don't get that. It sounds like exactly something that Obama would do. Remember, it's not Joe Biden. He's too demented. He can't make a decision to tie his right or his left shoe. He's not there. The guy is incompetent, and therefore, he is not responsible for anything. And so we call it the Biden regime or the old Biden regime. The chief puppeteer, whoever he is, likely Obama, is calling the shots here. And that does not make me comfortable. Remember, who is the head of the snake? It is Iran. What did Obama do for Iran? He gave them lots and lots of money in cash and otherwise. Obama sorts. He, he, Obama fully supports militant 
Islamic forces who are staunch enemies of America. They are the people who say death to America. And Obama says, oh, yeah, we'll support that. We'll give you lots of money. You got it. I don't trust the Islamic imposter Obama to give Israel good counsel. Do you really think that this illegitimate, treasonous, fraudulent, weaponized, God-hating Biden regime has any real interest in Israelis' survival? I don't think so. I really don't think so. And so we really need to think this through. As C.S. Lewis once said, do not let us mistake necessary evils for good. Because whenever you perpetrate a necessary evil, you have just compromised your soul. In truth, there is no such thing as a necessary evil. We've often said that about government, right? Government, keep it small because it's a necessary evil. <clears throat> well, no, it's not a necessary evil. It is necessary to contain the evil of man, yes, but the government needn't be evil to do so. And on that I stand. When you compromise with an evil enemy, when you make yourself an assistant to the cause of the enemy in any way, such as by returning captured murderers to them so that they can go out and murder again, <clears throat> that is playing into the hand of the enemy. You make yourself an accomplice of evil. And Netanyahu has, has done exactly that. Remember, three murderers in exchange for one innocent person. What does this accomplish? It simply promotes more evil, more opportunities for the enemy to do more evil. We have just yielded to the enemy's demands. When we choose to negotiate with the enemy, we show the enemy the weakness of our hand the weakness of our heart, the weakness of our mind, and the weakness of our soul, period. And I just can't buy that. I simply cannot go along with that. I can in no way justify that in any way. I'm going to take a short pause and be right back. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Spike proteins help viruses enter into your cells, disrupting your health and your well-being. Global Healing's Foreign Protein Cleanse detoxes your body of spike proteins, 
which allows your body to repair from within, supporting your immune and respiratory systems and regulating your inflammatory response. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. The Wellness Company's chief medical board designed every supplement and medical protocol with your health in mind. From groundbreaking supplements like the Spike Support Formula to unique care like Freedom from Big Pharma. Join a healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interest of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be, with a company that shares your values. Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced? These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. And welcome back. This is the voice of a nation. It is Malcolm at eight. This is Dr. Steve Latulip here today as your host on the Voice of a Nation team. I thank you so much for being a part of us and I would highly recommend and encourage you to get some really fantastic articles and listen to some awesome podcasts and also catch just the pertinent news at americaoutloud.news. It is always the uncensored truth. Remember that. We are a team of people that strive to put God first, to put our country first. Now, I'll be the first to say that we don't do it perfectly. We are none of us perfect people. But we are here to share the real news and to speak the truth as loudly, as boldly, and as plainly as we can. If you want some good information on the latest health and product innovations, go to AmericaOutloud.shop and 
Do use the Outloud code to get some special discounts. You are our America Outloud family, and we care a great deal about you. That is why we speak to you so plainly and openly. I oftentimes find myself on this program speaking right from the heart and speaking really boldly. I mean, getting down and dirty simply because you people out there who are listening to this stuff are cut above. I believe that. You have your heart in the right place. You love America. You love your God. You love your nation. You love your neighbor, hopefully, as yourself, as God commands us to do. And because of that, I suppose we want to always be there to exhort each other. And that's what I hopefully do with you as I do myself, because I assure you, when I speak any message to you, I've already spoken it to myself in the mirror. We need to understand that we do have a nation to save, and we don't have much time. Things are coming right down to the wire. The 2024 election, if it comes, and I hope and pray it does, is not far off. Less than a year away, and we will have the decision made of whether or not we restore America to being a free republic or to continue as a broken oligarchy that is headed for disaster, full-blown communism, globalism, bankruptcy in every way, financially, economically, militarily, spiritually bankrupt. That's where we are headed, and I aim to stop it. And that's why we speak today. Well, I have spoken at some length about the Israeli ceasefire. It is a bad deal to compromise with the enemy. That is just what Netanyahu has done by agreeing to an exchange of prisoners with Hamas. One innocent hostage taken from Israel from their home in exchange for three murderers so that they can go out and murder again. And Netanyahu says we are at war. Is he kidding? A prisoner exchange of that sort is not a prisoner exchange, which sometimes happens in the military, one for one for military combatants. But that is not the case here. We have innocent people, many of them children, many of them women who have not fought any war have not participated in combat in any way. And yet Netanyahu agrees to this. My gut feeling is that he is compromised and he is compromised under the influence of a corrupt American government who claims to be its ally. I think this is disgraceful. And now I'd like to shift gears just a little bit and talk about the January 6th video footage that recently has been released. And the reason I want to discuss it is because America's future really does depend on getting to justice with everything pertaining to the January 6th, 2021 day of infamy. Now, here we are 35 months out since the 2020 election was stolen. Stolen. The evidence is overwhelming. There is no doubt in anyone's mind, at least any sane person's mind, what really happened. 
And because of a stolen election that took place while we were asleep, and of course, at all other times, because the election was stolen, they had to cover it up. And they did it by distracting us, number one, but it's a lot more than that. Because they made the average American patriot, or at least they attempted to make every good American patriot afraid to stand up and practice their First Amendment rights. But that day of infamy in American history is now coming to light since the release of some 43,000 hours of video footage supposedly promised to be revealed to us to show us the truth about what really happened on that day. And we know it was a well-planned scheme to cover up the 2020 election steal. It was a distraction, but also a ploy to threaten every and any good American with harm if they dare to question their government or if they choose to bring grievances before the government as spelled out in our First Amendment. This should be totally, totally fueling us to say it is time to abolish the present government of the United States. But it hasn't happened yet. We saw what did happen the Republicans took the House and the former Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, to be elected after how many times they tried. He, had, he was made to promise to release all the videos of January 6th. He even put it in writing because they insisted as a stipulation of being elected Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, sign here, stating that you promise to release the videos. Well, he signed, but he lied. McCarthy is a compromiser, a liar. He is a weasel of the deep state. He is a swamp rat. That's all you can say. But thanks to Representative Matt Gates and a few other honest souls, McCarthy was booted, and I thank God for that. And so then along comes this new speaker, Mike Johnson, claims to be a Christian, made a lot of big promises on the day that he was elected speaker. And he also promises to release all the J6 videos. Now, so far, we have only seen a very small smidgen of all the footage. It was released on Friday, November 17th. And if you've seen any of those videos, you notice already... What has been revealed, it confirms what we already suspected right from the get-go. And what have we seen by the videos? Remember, just the slightest few minutes that we have seen from all of these thousands of hours of videos, we already see under just superficial scrutination that the violence at the Capitol building that day was started by the FBI and the Capitol Police. And under whose order? Who gave the orders to cause an insurrection, if that's what they want to call it? Of course, it was not an insurrection. The patriots were unarmed. They were peaceful. Well, it was likely Nancy Pelosi 
who gave the order for the Capitol Police to shoot rubber bullets and other projectiles called flashbangs, something for riot control, shoot them into a peaceful crowd of unsuspecting people. No warning whatsoever. No, get back, stay away, whatever, or else. Nothing. They just fired upon them. Nobody at that time was trying to breach the building. Nobody was standing off with the police. Nobody was confrontational until they were fired upon. Now, think about you being in that crowd. All of a sudden, flashbangs going off, little explosions around you, smoke coming up, people getting shot in the face with rubber bullets. And those bullets do penetrate, by the way. They cause a bloody mess. They tear the skin. They don't cut it. They tear it. And it looks ugly. What if you were in that crowd? What do you think that kind of a response, an initiating response by the police themselves is going to do? Well, it's going to cause chaos and confusion and anger and feelings of betrayal. And how about self-defense? Suddenly, the lawn of the Capitol grounds was declared a restricted area, which it never has before. And nobody knew it on this day. Well, they didn't want anyone to know it. See, this is what we are finding out with just a tiny, tiny tip of the iceberg in the footage, in the amount of footage that we have already seen. Gary McBride of M5Newsgate.com, he's a J6 video investigator. He relates this daunting task of investigating over 40,000 hours of video. He says this, what people don't understand is this, watch these videos eight hours a day, five days a week for 52 weeks. Now, you've only watched... 2,080 hours without investigating, meaning not slowed down, zoomed in, correlated, and so forth. You see, this is a very daunting task to investigate this. Now, on this date, just a few days ago, we were released a few hundred hours on November 17th, a Friday just a few hundred hours of the video was released and we've got well over 40,000 hours to go. How long is it going to take for these people to be investigated and brought to justice? Well, let's ask you this. How has it gone so far with everything else we have investigated? We've had inquiries, depositions. We've had all kinds of things go on. We saw Anthony Fauci, we saw Christopher Ray. we've seen all these leaders of government agencies who are as dirty as can be, as compromised as ever, as weaponized as we have ever seen. They've been fully exposed. Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, look at the treasonous acts they have caused the damage that they have done to America. Have we seen any lick of justice at all? No, we have not seen a thing. And so what happens? Chaos, more confusion. 
Who's in charge? What's going to happen next? Does it matter what they do to us? They're killing us, literally, doing so many things to harm our own people, and nothing is happening. It's going to make you feel angry. It's going to make you feel betrayed. And eventually, at some point in time, it is going to lead us to want to pursue a little self-defense and maybe even a little offense, which is where we really should have been a long time ago, according to this nation's founders. But it hasn't happened. Is it going to happen? See, uh, this issue of January 6th is so crucial because that is where the coup took place. That's where it was acted upon proactively by the enemy within our own government fabric. They did this to us, and so far, they have gotten away with it in a really big way. And that should make you and I very, very angry. So angry that we choose to do something about it. Well, when in the world is it going to happen? I don't know. But meanwhile, as they just trickle out these few hours of video to the public and look at how telling it has been so far. Meanwhile, the Department of Justice continues to cover it up with millions and millions of dollars of our tax money. They are lying to us, deceiving us, hiding the truth from us. And the truth is that they intend to overthrow us, destroy us, rendering our free republic enslaved forever, which has already taken place. How do we allow this to happen? Unless we compromise ourselves. And meanwhile, the January 6th hostages are still rotting in the gulags some of them still waiting for their court hearing where they know beyond any doubt they are going to be screwed over, they are going to be falsely charged and then put in prison with incredibly long prison sentences while the real criminals in America are getting off scot-free every day. And not only that, they are being rewarded they are being funded by our government. Look at all the criminals coming across the border, getting thousands of dollars each month in subsidy for breaking our laws. While we who worked our behinds off to get a little social security get only a small fraction of what these criminals get to come across our border. What kind of justice is this? And how long are we going to continue to take it? I'm really fed up. I am frustrated. So the J6 hostages are suffering, being tormented, being tortured, being deprived of health care, being deprived of food, being deprived of sunlight, being deprived of their families, being deprived illegally according to our constitution, being deprived of life and liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And we have tolerated 
When we tolerate evil like this, we compromise with the enemy. We do exactly what Israel just did by agreeing to a hostage exchange with the enemy Hamas, who did really bad things to them. This has got to stop. This has got to stop. The real criminals in America are the DOJ. They are the Soros hired DAs. They are the FBI and the CIA members who serve at every whim of the Obama regime, the black priests who cause tyranny among the people for the sake of evil. Will we, the American people, seek and achieve justice against this criminal, treasonous regime? That's what I really want to know. Or will we compromise? Because so far to date, we have compromised just about on everything. And those of us who haven't, we've paid a hell of a price and gotten very, very little support. It should not be. But we have to acknowledge it. Compromise is the word of the day. We compromise when we say that we support the Constitution. We compromise when we say, I am pro-Second Amendment. Whatever do you mean? We are for the Constitution. We defend the Constitution. That means that we agree that people have a right. Every human being in America has a right to live, first of all. Secondly, to live freely and to pursue those things that we might want to do. But we make an exception for the class of people, the class of human beings that are in the womb that are not yet born. Oh, no, leave that to the state. Don't make that an issue. And all the while, we forget that God is watching us. God is listening. God sees everything we do, and he says he will judge us. Now, what kind of a judgment are we going to get as a nation if we continue this kind of compromise? Sometimes I feel like the future of America doesn't look all too promising. We are not doing our job. We are not confronting evil and making sure that it is destroyed. No, compromise has become a way of life. Accountability is gone. We live in the land of unaccountability. If you are not responsible for your actions, you are exactly in the position that your government wants you to be in. And so, where do we go from here? Well, we all need to man up. And we need to confront the new American Nazi regime now. We need to stop playing games with criminals with insurgents, with enemies, and especially when the criminals and insurgents and enemies are the unelected rulers of our land.
like Biden, like the FBI members, the CIA members, Alejandro Mayorkas and his group of Department of Homeland Security thugs. I have had my fill. And I thank God that Americans are finally stirring. I mean, that's a good thing, right? But we are running out of time. The 2024 election is approaching all too fast. We hope we will have a free election. The left is doing all they can to hide their dirty work to prevent this election from happening, ideally, but if it happens, to throw it so that another election is stolen. Everyone knows Donald Trump will be elected president of the United States in this country. And we need it to happen if we are going to survive. If you haven't accepted that yet, well, keep searching because you're not facing reality, in my opinion, for what it's worth. But we had better kick it into gear because we will soon be completely out of time. In the meantime, let's just remember this, that whether it be an Israeli ceasefire or confronting the January 6th fireworks, let's remember that integrity begins at home and right at home in the heart of each one of us. Let's be true to our hearts. Let's be true to God. Let's dare to stand up and kick it in gear and fight the good fight. Because you can be sure it is absolutely the right time. It is time to get involved and get loud, America. <laughs>